Welcome to another episode of All Ears Nantucket, the podcast that features oral history research from the island. I'm your host, Jacob Horton. On past episodes of All Ears, I have sometimes blended a few narratives together. Now, this is not particularly evocative of the oral history experience. Most of the time, an oral history interview is focused on one person's story, from roughly the beginning to roughly the present day. Today's episode is designed to reflect that experience. My name is Jacqueline White, and I was born Peru, Lima. This interview, granted to us by Jacqueline White, was conducted by volunteer oral historian Peter Morrison on March 4th, 2016. It's part of the Nantucket Historical Association's New Voices Oral History Collection, which is a collection that focuses primarily on the experience of contemporary first-generation immigrants. Jackie grew up there for 12 years in Lima with her grandmother and her aunties. Similar to other immigration stories, her mother had migrated to the United States in search of a better life for her family. When she had the opportunity, she and her new husband applied for green cards for Jackie and her brother. That was about 1980s, the 80s. Right. When I came to America. The funny part is I didn't know my mother. I only knew her by pictures. But a picture is a picture, and then while you see the person, you know, it's totally different. So when we uh, when we say bye to grandma and bye to my aunties and cousins, that you know, they let us go to come over here. And we arrived, I remember we arrived in JFK. And um, I was, I, asked, I told my brother, how are we gonna know which one's mom? He was like, I don't know, you figure it out. Okay, so um, the first person I recognized that was with my mother was my uncle, Jose Munoz. So I recognized him and I went up to him and finally he turned around, he goes, this is your mom. And I said, oh, okay, hi mom. And, you know, and my brother, he was little, so, you know, we say hi, and that's how life started with her. Looking back, the reunion may have been bittersweet. As Jackie and her brother struggled with language and acclimation, their mother struggled with alcohol abuse, and it became Jackie's responsibility to look after her siblings. It was hard. I was like, all right, now what do I do? I have no money. I was a teenager. I don't know what to do. So I was like, all right. I used to grab a car and I used to go, especially to that bar, because I knew that the owner, you know, sell a lot of beer. So I was like, I used to ask him, can I have all the, your cans? And he said, yeah, sure, you can have them all. I used to go to McDonald's and a Big Mac used to go 29 cents, which it was a nice for, for me, 29 cents. So I used to buy them, you know, try to feed my brothers and sisters. Jackie caught a couple of breaks along the way. A teacher named Mr. O'Connell encouraged Jackie to study the language. She did. He encouraged her to become a citizen. She did. She kept pushing. She did what she had to do. And one day, she caught another break. This one was pretty big. I met a girl, her name is Nilda Suazo, and she became my best friend. And I told her my issues at home. And she said, wow, she said, come meet my parents. So once my my mom was starting getting real bad with the alcohol and the drugs, I said, I got to go. So then they decided to go speak to my mother and say, we're going to take her. I started staying with them and going back home and sure my brothers and sisters were okay, keeping contact with them. And they said they were fine. They were doing okay. They were grown already. Without, without me there, I think 
they would have been foster care. Jackie moved to Florida and found work in the child care industry for six years. It was a good job. Her boss helped her earn her degree in child development. On the weekends, Jackie helped her mother do housekeeping work for the Price family, and her Nantucket connection was sparked. So and then one day, Mr. P- while working there for a while, for two years, after the two years, Mr. Price offered me, would you like to go to Nantucket? And I said, what is that? I never heard of Nantucket. Beginning of the summer in June, there was five big cars out there. We had a, it was me and my kids, mom and dad, Mr. Price, Mrs. Price, his kids, five dogs, a whole one car full of luggage. My auntie used to work there too. It was like a whole family. It was very fun. Yes. So what was your first impression as you drove off the boat? <laughs> what happened there? I was like, this is beautiful. Where you guys? You, I said to my mom, I said, why you didn't bring me here before? I went everywhere with my mom into Alton learning the streets. And then I, I asked a simple question to my mom. I was like, where are all the Spanish people that are Latinos? Where are they? Do they hide here or something? They don't have them here? And she's like, I know you were going to ask me that. And I was like, yeah, we need some Spanish people around here. They were like, well, there's not too many. And my first time I saw two ladies speaking Spanish. And I was like, huh. I was like, hey, how are you? I speak Spanish too. That was my first people that I met here. So it helped me a lot. So I was like, okay, so I'm going to get to meet some people here. So little by little, I started meeting a lot of people. And then, you know, at nighttime, my mom, my dad used to like to go have ice cream at the Juicy Bar. That was our favorite place, just to go sit there and have ice cream every every night, you know, ride bikes around. It was even then go to the beach or a day off and go fishing because my dad loved to go fishing. So we used to go fishing a lot and just cook the fish right there by the beach and clean it, clean it up and everything for him. So it was a little family experience and it was very nice. After getting a little more comfortable, making a few friends, Jackie started noticing other differences between Florida and Nantucket during her summer visits. Uh, how much the landscaping were making and how much, you know, there was no discrimination between a woman doing landscaping and, uh, and, and nothing because in Florida, only men do landscaping. You don't see hardly women do landscaping. Over here, it's, it's equal. Every woman and man can do the same thing here in Nantucket. And I told my mother, wait a minute. Um, these people that live here, they make money. So I'm going to stay, and you guys can go back. Jackie picked up an inquirer and mirror and spotted a job opening at the Nantucket Memorial Airport. Being close, that close to a plane, those propellers are going to hit me, and I'm just going to flip another side. My boy's my body going to go? I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I never done a job like that. So I said, you know, let me give it a try. A whole, so I give it a try for a whole week, and I started liking it. You know, then I went from the RAM to do operations. And once I was customer service, it was wonderful. And I was in that airline for six years. But Nantucket living is not always so sweet. I was married at the time. And I was married at the time. I met somebody here in Nantucket. And I got we got married. And we were living in the little, little tiny room was quite a little expensive. It was like, they used to charge us $1,000. A tiny little room. They didn't only let us 
um, the, the guy said to me, um, you can do laundry once a week and you can cook only twice out of the whole week. And I was like, oh my God. I called my father and I was like, wait, dad. The guy, the owner, I had to pay him a thousand bucks and he told me that I only can cook twice a week. Can you believe that? And you know, my dad used to just laugh. It was like, that's not talking unless you want to rent a house. It's going to get better, Jackie. Just still work. And I said, all right. It wasn't just her father's words that kept Jackie going. Her adopted parents were getting older and experiencing more and more health setbacks. She felt, she still feels, a responsibility to take care of them. So she put her head down. She kept working. She even managed to find work for her daughter. It was his Sean, no, it was Terrell um, that trained her and said, come on, let's go out there. We're going to the ramp. That's where you apply. That's where you're going to work in that station, in the ramp. So when they took her out and she said, Look, there goes your mom working. And she saw me working for a while. She was, and then she came on and she gave me a hug. And I said, what, what happened? She said, no, I want to thank you for everything that you have done for me in life because this is a hard job. So now I said to her, this is, this is why you have to work hard. I work hard for you guys. Now you have to work because I'm not there. No more. Once you're 18, that's it. The credit card gets cut off. No more. You know, my kids are like, oh, you're just like grandpa. You're too strict. You're always talking too much. And I'm, it's not talking. It's, I want you to be in life. I want you to go look high. Don't look Don't look down on the ground because you're not going to get nothing. You always got to look up. And you always want You want to reach for more. Don't reach for less. As with all oral history conducted through the Nantucket Historical Association, full interviews are available through the archive on NHA.org and at the Research Library on Fair Street. Thanks to Peter and Jacqueline for their time on this story. All right, well, this has been a great interview, and uh, uh, is there anything else you want to say before I turn the recorder off? No, anything else, thank you. Okay. And I hope you guys hear it and love it and like it. (laughs) I've certainly enjoyed it. Thank you, Jacqueline. You're welcome. I'm your host, Jacob Horton. Thank you for listening, and I hope that you join me again on the next episode of All Ears Nantucket.